Ashe, guys and goddesses. You're listening to the Wandering Goddess Experience podcast featuring the Wandering Goddess herself, that's me, and Wildflower. I wanted to remind y'all that we are always looking for fearless leaders to join the goddess panel. If you're looking to clear your throat chakra, this is the place to be. Connect with us on IG or Facebook. Info in the show notes. Peace. Ashe, guys and goddesses, it's your girl, the Wandering Goddess. Emphasis on the D because there's only one me, and we have the very special Wildflower, and we have an amazing guest named Casey. Casey, introduce yourself. Hello, y'all. I am Casey. I am a beautiful and student out of Atlanta, Georgia. I am a mother of one beautiful, wild four-year-old daughter, and I am excited to be on this podcast today. Yes. yes. Casey, oh my God, y'all, we are so excited. I'm literally cheesing. I don't know if y'all can hear me cheesing, <laughs> but <laughs> I am cheesing so hard to have you here today. Like, we have been trying to plan this, but of course, she is a doula, <laughs> so the babies run her schedule. So, Ooh, yes. 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 The baby's been babying. <laughs> yes. yes, they have. Oh, this is awesome. Yes. Okay. So you are also in training to be a midwife? Yes. I actually go to the first Black-owned credited midwifery school. It is based out of Florida, but it's called Common oh Sense uh, Childbirth School of Education. Yep. That's amazing. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. So this, I'm in my second year now. So, yep. Three, it's a three-year program, but yes, I definitely hype myself up when I say be first, Black-owned. That, that is, is yes. Put all the emphasis on that. Okay. All right. Before we get carried away, like last time, we, I was about to, we was about to get right into it. We got to do our two-part <laughs> two segment. So first, we are doing The Goddess Vibe, and that is, Casey, it is the top three, whatever top three songs or albums that you've been listening to, whatever your vibe is, just give us the top three. All right. So I have actually been going over Jack Harlow. Mm. That is like the one that I've just been playing over and over. And then, of course, I just got on the Chris Brown Breezy. Yes. And then my third one is Drake. Yeah. I am rocking to the Drake. You know what's funny? People down that house, don't get me wrong, a lot of it I didn't like, but I found a few gems on there that I do like. I do, because I love a good house music, but I, there were some of them I didn't like, but I do like, um, I've been listening to Drake, Tex Go Green. I like mm-hmm. that one. Um, I've been listening to Chris Brown as well. And um, I've been listening to like some black alternative music. Um, it's this black guitarist, his name is Spencer. He has an EP called Are You Down? And he's very similar to like Steve Lacey um, of the internet with mm-hmm. Sid and them. So that, I've been exploring like different genres of music. Okay, that's good. So for me, y'all, I've been all over the place. So I was like, you know what? Let me not listen to the same emotional music that I'm listening, that I used to <laughs> normally listen to. So girl, I've been just putting my playlist on like Beyonce and Jay-Z. Um, definitely been like listening to like Meg the Stallion and Cardi mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to activate my inner my inner savage mode. Okay, so Ooh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got nothing too special today. I just I've been like having to stay out of my feelings. I've been trying mm-hmm. 
trying to get myself to, you know, I'm trying to get in that bitch mode, that bitch status and stay there for a while. I, I need to live there for a while. So. Exactly. Because sometimes, Mariah, I'll never forget when we got in the car to go to this photo shoot, Mariah turned on some music. I was like, oh, no. Just take <laughs> Girl, always in them feelings. Always you would think she's from a Tyler Perry movie. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> That's funny. Don't make fun of me. <laughs> Okay, all right, my answer before you go to go in on me totally. Let's switch it up to my ancestors made me do it. I guess I'll start. Um, for me, my ancestors made me do it. They definitely my spirit guides, ancestors, God, everything has just been aligning, um, and just opening my eyes. Um, you know, I prayed. For God to turn some things around for me, uh, to you know, give me vision, give me clarity, and it wasn't it wasn't what I what I wanted, but it's definitely I know it's going to be what I needed. I'm definitely going through a hard time right now, um, and then also I will share that I am pregnant. So this is the first. <laughs> this is the first time. This is wait. This is the first platform that I'm actually announcing my pregnancy on. I am two weeks in a uh, two weeks shy of my second trimester. So I've just only shared it with very close loved ones and everything. But yes, because we have a doula today and it's perfect timing because I mm-hmm. wasn't I wasn't pregnant when we initially talked about mm-hmm. this. I was just trying, but now I'm actually pregnant. So this is the perfect ad thing, you know. So I feel like my ancestors made me do it, definitely brought you here in this moment. Like it needed to wait until right now because now I'm actually like like, oh my god, help me. What do I need to do? <laughs> I got you. So, yes, that's my ancestors made me do it. Uh, my ancestors made me take a break. Like, I've been so burnt out on work that on Thursday, I put in like three PTO days and I told my director, like, hey, I'm not going to be in for these three days because oh, I'm nice. pretty much, I'm tired. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, I'm tired and I'm overworked. And I was like, I just need to take a break. Um, and then same thing, I've been praying to God to act, just answer a few little clarity questions for me to bring some things to light for clarity. But other than that, I just been trying to really just take care of myself and just focus on literally taking care of myself, whether it's my health or whatever, just taking care of stuff for me. Mm-hmm. My answer, my ancestors been telling me to say yes. Oh, just say yes. yes. And lately that has been the blessing that has been coming to me um and one of the yeses that i said is that i am a homeowner and i said yes, yes to a house yes. and now i am in my own house that i've been twerking naked and <laughs> yes this is mine so my ancestors have been continuing to bless me because i've been believing to say yes to just major opportunities so awesome girl when you i had to this- say yes I had to say yesterday because I'm like, no, this is, I'm, yes, I'm doing it. Yes, I'm yes. ready. Yes, congratulations. That Congrats. is so awesome. I love when we, when we make steps or advance towards ownership. And that is amazing that you have now, have you are embarking on that journey. Like you just stepped into it. That is amazing. Yes. I'm so proud. So proud. Yes. You just made when you said say yes. I've been listening. I created me a whole little gospel music playlist. Like, uh, 
just because like you know i don't really i i don't identify as christian but the gospel songs can definitely get you through some shit so there's a song yes by shekinah glory ministry so that just made me it's like it just acts like will you even if it's hard even if you know that it's a struggle will you still say yes so i love that keep saying yes yes everyone say yes yes all right we got that done i love it i love it what we got chelsea a wildflower i'm sorry so you want to jump right into it we sure can all right so casey well first let me give you a little background on how me and casey met me and casey strictly met from social media i had some live tickets to go to see the cocktails podcast live in atlanta Mm-hmm. Um, but one of my friends backed down on me at the last moment and I didn't really want to go by myself, which I probably should have still went by myself, but I didn't want to go by myself and I posted up my tickets Well, cocktails posted up my tickets and Casey bought them and Casey was always very nice to me and she's still following me on social media and that's just how we connected. Awesome. That's beautiful. I love yeah, social media friends. Came right. by yourself because it was turned. You should have came. You I should have. And then plus I I had just had a surgery. I had just had a breast reduction. And I Ooh. thought I was gonna be up faster than I was and I did. Mm. And so I had to I was like, man, I can't go. But it ended up working out. So Casey, tell us more about your background and like what called you to be a doula because I feel like doula, that's a calling. Like that's, I feel like that's something that's especially chosen. So it's definitely a calling. So I was actually a mental health case manager for teen moms and children. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a group home, but we don't call it a group home. They like to call it a maternity home. So I was working there and uh, maybe about three months working in, I just noticed a lot that my, my team moms, they really just didn't have the education. It will be at one point where a mom, which I thought was going into, you know, going into labor, having contractions, and then hours later, she'll come back into the house and I'm like, oh no, they said it was um, Braxton Higgs, or they said it was uh, preterm contractions, or they, they just would say something, oh, I'm dehydrated. And I was like, okay, well, that's a problem, so we need to fix that. So then each week in the house, I would make a different, um, a different solution to a problem. So if this one client went to the hospital because she was dehydrated, so then we would just do a whole water streak. I would go in everyone's room, giving them water. Like within the next two hours, I'll come and check on them. And then maybe the next week we'll go to the mall where they think we're going window shopping or going to look at some boys. But in reality, we're going to exercise because Mm. we need exercise. Um, and then we did a whole uh, green streak where we made like green smoothies and we talked about fruit. So each week I just did something new. Um, and I really didn't even know that that was me being a doula, like educating these young moms. And then boom, I get pregnant. I don't know how. Wow. I don't know what they put in my water, what they put in my green smoothie. But boom, I got pregnant. And I knew that I wanted to breastfeed. Like that was the main thing. I was just like, oh my gosh, I just know I want to breastfeed. So I'm like, let me go ahead and take a breastfeeding class. Long story short, I end up, you know, going through my pregnancy, beautiful pregnancy, like beautiful. I did gain a lot, but I got sick, so I didn't worry about that. <laughs> um, but I did not achieve the birth that I wanted. I was supposed to have a water birth at the hospital. Ended up in a C-section, which it was still beautiful. I still got to meet my beautiful baby girl, that that's what I was waiting on. Um, but after that experience, I realized like, okay, I wish I just knew a little bit more 
So then when I went back to work um, is where I really went hard in it. And then I ended up taking a doula training and I realized like exactly what I was doing for those team moms. I was already a doula. So um, after the training, I had several births and I just put my business out there and then I've just been booming and busting ever since. Um, and then stepping into midwifery school is literally my ancestors were telling me like fill out this application. I kept waking up and I'm like, what is this telling me something? And I would just open up the app and I'll look at it and then I'll close it. And then I'll wake up and I'll hear like, fill out the app. And I'm like, what is that? And then I finally filled it out and then I got accepted and boom, here I am. Second year yeah. midwifery. Awesome. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. I have one question. Yes. How was that transition for you? You were taking care, essentially you were helping and teaching these women, these young ladies who were pregnant, how to take care of themselves while pregnant. How did you take care of yourself? How did that, when you found out you were pregnant, how did that transition over to yourself? It worked so much because I was the big sister auntie. So it was mm -hmm. like, okay, we gonna learn this together. Um, so let's do it together. So I, in, in, the, in the group home, in the maternity home, there were moms that already were postpartum. So it was like, hey, I just actually learned this about breastfeeding, about postpartum healing, about, um, you know, your bleeding, about wrapping your belly, about belly body, like all of that. So I'm demonstrating and learning through them. And then my moms that are early in their pregnancy or late in their pregnancy, I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to do um, throughout it. So yeah, I was learning with them as I was learning. So yeah, it was perfect. That's amazing. And they loved me. They loved Miss Casey. Miss Casey, Miss Casey, Miss Casey, Miss Casey. <laughs> when I gave birth, I want you to be there. And I was. I was at almost every single one of their births. Even now, I have been their repeated doula. One of my team moms, she has had three. I have been there, her doula, every single time. Um, it's been like four or five of them since I worked. So four years ago, that has already had multiple. And I've been their doula ever since. Also, I need a maternity house. Where can I check in one? I need to go. <laughs> this first trimester has kicked my ass. I have not had the energy to do anything. Like, I literally mm. have been on a whole health journey for the past two and a half years. And as soon as I got pregnant, I none of that. All of that went out the window. I have done mm. nothing because I do not feel good. Like, mm -hmm. I do not feel good. And it's like, I'm not throwing up and having all that type of morning sickness, mm -hmm. but I'm having the nausea, the extreme fatigue, mm -hmm. the emotional oh outbursts. Like, I am struggling, like struggling. And I always feel like I'm in motion, get motion sickness and everything. So I have not been that been doing anything. So that's really Your amazing. body is going through so much, but it's really you. You have to take over it. Mm -hmm. So like I, we didn't even talk about manifestation, but I do with a lot of my clients. But like manifest that you don't want, you don't want that. Like yeah. you need the energy, accept the energy. Yeah, because I, yeah. I ain't trying to get up to 300 pounds now. I can't Man, do that. Listen, <laughs> listen. Man. I was like, what is this? I, well, I always gained 50, but I was like, where is this 50? Like, where did this come from? And then my baby came out five pounds, eight ounces. Right. right. Like, where? Ma'am, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. All right. Go ahead. I, I'm, I'm going to let the show go flow house flexible. Go ahead, Wildflower. <laughs> So describe the role and journey of a doula so people can understand like what's that role and what does that journey look like when you get a doula? Okay, so basically a doula is a support person. So we support you emotionally, physically, um, spiritually as well, and educational. So my major key is education. Like that's what I'm here for. I want to make sure that I'm providing you with 
every key point in understanding that not only you, but your partner, your support team, your family, your auntie, your uncle, the siblings, everyone that needs that you are going to need. And it also depends on what type of birth you're experiencing. So if you did want a hospital birth, a birthing center birth, or a home birth, like you're going to get all the aspects that you need from that. Um, but your doula role is like with me, I have my half of my doula clients done became my best friends. Definitely depending on how early you hire, um, because we're going through it. We're going to go yeah. through those changes. You're going to learn new things. We're building a birth plan. You're going to start seeing so many things on social media that you're going to say, hey, am I able to do that? Or what are the risks? What are the benefits of me trying to achieve that within my birth? Um, and then, of course, related towards your partner, like, hey, my partner would like this, but I don't or my mom or all the horror stories. So basically, we're just there to support you in what you would like to achieve, the birthing experience that you would want, and then support your whole entire birth team so that we, we can achieve what you would like. I needed that clarity. Thank you for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's great. That is great. And why okay. do you... I'm sorry. Go I ahead. Was gonna add, I'm sorry. I was going to ask, because we got that from Doula. Now, what mm-hmm. is a midwife? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a midwife is more of your medical support. So they are your support system or support person that is going to catch the baby. They also um, are the ones that's going to do all the vitals. So how your midwife and your doula works together is, for example, if your midwife was to come in and say, hey, your baby is in this position, your blood pressure is great, um, and you are so many centimeters, then your doula is hearing you and saying, hey, okay, this is how I'm going to support you. This is the positions that you need to do. And... um, and then they'll get you going. So that's how we work together as a um, as a team. So once again, medical and then physical and educational support. Awesome. Okay. Okay. That's some good clarity. Um, let's see. Why do you encourage Black women to get a doula? Mm, why? Because one in four Black women are dying out of compared to our yes. women. Um, but also mm-hmm. just for the education, a lot of people, we, we don't know. A lot of people don't know what a doula is. They don't understand. And once someone get pregnant, they're always like, oh, yes, go to the hospital. This is what you need to do. But in reality, is that is that what we need to do? Right. So everyone is different. Everyone is different. Everybody has different expectations of what birth is. But the sad part is, is that we're listening to what other people's stories are. Whether it's a horror story or whether it's like the most perfect birth ever, and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm gonna have that same exact birth, and it don't turn out that way, and now mm-hmm. guess what? Now we might have to go through some postpartum depressions because you had higher expectations than what you knew. Yeah. So when yeah. you understand some things about what birth is, what are your status of labor, what's the what ifs, then you're understanding like, okay, it may not go that way, but if it doesn't then this is how I do, this is how I know I can support myself, this is how I can advocate for myself as well as my partner, and then you will be satisfied because you know that you you and your birth team did everything that they needed to do to get one, you back home, and two, your baby back home, because that's our ultimate goal. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, we are dying at such a high rate um, through pregnancy that it's crazy. And it's young women too, that I see a lot that are dying, so... That is absolutely crazy. Yes. And I saw a poster that said, it was, what a, yeah, the poster said, the most dangerous place for a black child to be is in the womb. Mm. Mm. 
And I was just like, oh my God, that is so terrible. That is so terrible. That's deep mm-hmm. too. Yeah. yeah. What are some common misconceptions of a doula? Huh. Um, not worth it. Um, that we take the role of the partner. Um, that's really it. It's not really mm. too much. I think, honestly, once people actually realize what a doula is and, and if you have a good doula, because mm-hmm. another thing is, is now doula is becoming such a trend. And it's, yes, uh, it it's unfortunate because these, a lot of people, and so I'm also a doula um, mentor. So I have a mentorship program. I have like over 20 students up under me and I would get some and I'm like, hey, what what is your purpose? Like, why, why do you want to do this? Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, you know, we're learning about what a doula is and then the money. Oh, no. See, if you come to step into it because of the money, then this is not where it's at. We are mm-hmm. in life and death situations. Every mm-hmm. time we go to a birth, every time we support a mom. And remember, it's not only about birth because, uh, you know, fertility, postpartum, abortion. Like, we, we cover everything. Yeah. So you can't come into it because of the money. It has to be like you have to really love what you do. And you have to be able to accept what goes on. Because mm. if you get a client and you're having beautiful births at the birth at the birth, and then guess what? You might have just experienced a loss. How are you going to mm. be able to take care of yourself? Mm. Yeah. And I'm glad that you said about postpartum. So I want to know if this is a thing. I was watching TV the other day and I seen a mom that was pregnant and she was in search of a postpartum doula. And mm-hmm. her and her mm-hmm. husband was looking for one. And of course they found the best one was this older black lady. And I was like, I didn't know that there was different, you know, like the doulas. Yeah. So what yeah. does like the postpartum doula do? That's just mostly about afterbirth, right? Yeah. So your postpartum doula. So there's different levels to it. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you like what type of postpartum doula I am. But a postpartum doula is definitely the support for postpartum. So they can help you for um, breastfeeding. So any breastfeeding questions you have, um, they'll come to you afterwards. And it's really like, hey, when I walk through that door, they normally hand over the baby so they can get some rest. They might need to get some work done around the house. Um, But it's mainly for rest. Like, come in, I'll help you. I'll give you the baby back so you can nurse. And then afterwards, I'll come back. We do light tidying. So we might wash the bottles, fold the clothes. Um, We may also do meal prep. Now, I'm a postpartum doula. I don't cook. <laughs> um, but I don't really, I don't do too much of the meal planning, but that's where I have resources. So those are where the resources mm-hmm. come in. So if I'm not able to do it, hey, I have another postpartum doula and she does great at postpartum meal plan. Or, hey, I really want to learn how to uh, do baby wearing. Hey, I have a great doula that can come in. She's only $30 an hour and she can teach you how to do all the belly binding as well as baby wearing. Um, so that is what your postpartum doula is there. It's mostly for any type of um, resources that you need. But once again, it's really there to support you getting your rest. And it can be whatever hour. So uh, when I when I first started, I would do like four to six hours. I would come in and mainly, like I said, I'll walk through the door and they hand me the baby and they gone. And I don't see them for the next four, four to six hours unless they are nursing. Then I'll come, they're nursing, then they'll give me the baby right back. Because they just need to sleep. They just need that. They just need that rest. Awesome. Oh yeah, that's amazing. That is. I, like that. I was going to ask you that, like, so I know in certain certain situations, there are women who don't have a partner, and yeah. how does a how can a doula, you know, support a woman who's in that situation or has those circumstances? 
So the main goal, whenever we hire, they always focus on a birth plan. We always know, hey, my birth plan, I want to labor at home as long as possible. I don't want any medication or, hey, I want the epidural or I want skin to skin. But our other focus is also on that postpartum support. So if we go through and making a postpartum plan and I realize like, hey, you know, there's no support. They don't have anybody to help them. Then that's once again where our resources come in. Mm -hmm. um, definitely as a doula mentor, then I'll say, hey, is there anyone available to support this mom? She doesn't have any she doesn't have any support or we might have to reach out and go farther into some other resources. Same for that maternity home that I was talking about. Like, hey, what ages do y'all accept? Um, you know, does this mom have WIC? Do we need to reach out to DFAC so that she can get the support she needs if the doula isn't like available or if she doesn't have the funds to support this mom? Um, but there's a lot of different organizations that are helping pay doula services so that doulas are able to come into these homes and help support these moms that are in need. So, you know, of course, you got those families that they can come in, they can buy a nanny they can do all of those but for the families that really need it those are where those organizations are really really coming through okay awesome that's good to know good to know that's good that's some good information are there any other services that you offer yes so i am a placenta encapsulating instructor as well as a specialist so I do placenta, everything placenta, anything that you want. So of course, if you're planning on consuming it, I will turn your placenta into capsules, um, which is known as the traditional Chinese method for encapsulating your placenta, um, as well as placenta art. So you can turn the umbilical cord into a harp shape or love or any type of shape that you would like to keep. So it's a cord keepsake, um, a placenta print. So a placenta is known as the tree of life. Mm -hmm. So what we do, mm -hmm. we will paint it and we'll put it on the canvas for you to keep um, as well as a placenta tincture. So a tincture is also something that you consume um, and it's where you take a raw piece of your placenta and it's um, steeped in 100% alcohol and it, you can keep it forever. Like it never gets old. It's never going to rot. It's not going to deteriorate at all. Wow. Um, wow. But the benefits of that is it's the same benefits as placenta encapsulation. Like you're taking your vitamins, you take the pills, but it's a little bit more potent because it has the alcohol that is extracting the medicinal benefits from your placenta. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really, really good for um, postpartum um, hemorrhage like definitely with your bleeding is good for giving you as much energy that's what mostly my clients use it for they're like oh all I need is a few drops I know I'm gonna have a long day and boom my energy is on high mm -hmm. um, and it does not just like placenta encapsulation it's not a cure for postpartum depression but with postpartum you go through a lot your, your energy is low your lack of sleep so this gives you the energy to get those up as well as you know you're dealing with the support that you're going to need from your village Awesome. Um, and then I'm also a um, vaginal steam specialist. So I do uh, labor prep steam as well as postpartum steaming. Um, and then I also do fertility steaming. So in all type of steaming, whatever type of pelvic steaming you need, I'll do it. But I do have special herbs that are catered towards moms that are TTC that's trying to conceive or even if they had a miscarriage or as well as abortion um steams and uh, what else do I do I do a lot <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I love it. it I, think that's I love it, it. 
with the we're gonna have to take a trip to Atlanta. Yeah, what's the <laughs> listen? I might have to listen. You got a guest quarters? I might need. To <laughs> listen, uh, I do got a whole guest room. Okay, it is set up. It's set up. You know, I'll I'll share a little bit of vulnerability. I'll be a little vulnerable right now. Um, I you know I'm pregnant, newly pregnant, and I it's looking like I'm gonna have to do this on my own. So I'm extremely nervous. I'm extremely worried because I know a lot comes with having a new baby. And, you know, I have amazing friends. And of course, you know, going going through what I'm going through right now, you know, they like, we got you. But then I have moments where I'm at home and I'm just like, well, I'm here by myself. Ain't nobody here with me. Like, oh my God, this is going to get worse and worse. I'm going to get bigger. I'm going to be able to, it's going to be certain things I'm not going to be able to do if I'm here on my own. So I, I start to get into that panic mode and I'm like, mm-hmm. what am I going to do by myself when the baby is up crying? I got to feed throughout the night and still got to have energy to go to work and just have no support. You know, like once it get, once I get to that point, I'm such, I, I live in my anxiety. I already know this. So I think about in the future mm-hmm. instead I of being it. present in the moment. And I'm just a little nervous. So I know that I need to find a doula. I interviewed a doula and I didn't like her. Okay. Mm. So I'm still trying to find a doula. And then the company that everybody keeps recommending out here in Ohio um, I can't get them to call me back. They keep sending me emails saying they tried to call me, and I'm like, literally, nobody's called me. Right. <laughs> so, mm. It's just, it's been a lot. So, and I'm definitely interested also in the pill encapsulation thing. And then I heard that there are um, laws or certain places will forbid you from taking your own placenta. So you oh, gotta come up oh, with. I've, oh. I've heard horror <laughs> stories like people literally had to steal their own placenta from the mm. hospital. So, mm. yeah, it's like I'm just nervous about because I, I don't know, you know, and, I, yeah. and I, I, that's why I'm like, I need to hurry up and find a doula. But I want to find mm. the right doula because I know because of certain things with myself, I'm going to need a special type of care. Yeah. Well, I will say that I do offer virtual support. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, but also, <laughs> also, reach out. This is not of the, 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 the thing about me being a doula is. I always, and I, even sometimes I haven't been making too many posts now because I'm like, uh, I'm already booked and busy. But I always tell people, like, still reach out. You just never know what you can get from a consultation. Like, you might get the perfect thing that you need that was like, oh, okay, I, th- I can do this. But I am going to tell you that you can do it. So you won't be alone. You won't be alone at all. You might be alone with your baby and be like, dang, but you're going to stare at your baby and be like, dang, I made this. We did this. Mm-hmm, and we're yeah. going to continue to do this. So it is for you to start building your support system now. Now you're going to lose some friends now, you know, that's going to happen, Mm -hmm. but you also going to gain the one. So mommy friends, Mm -hmm. those are really the true ones right there. And Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, you might be the first one out of your friend's group to have the baby. Um, But like, you know, high school friends, college friends or whatnot, but a lot of mommy groups will be able to help you too. Mm -hmm. Um, But once again, if you do find you a, a doula where you are, like and I hope you do find a good one and I and I can put out some referrals for you too I don't know if I know thank too you. many in Ohio but right, I know yeah. a lot of I know enough doulas that can say that they can refer someone that I know should be good okay. um, and if not then they can come up under me and I'm gonna make sure <laughs> they good okay. Support too, okay okay but, recruit um, yes oh yeah bring them my way they gotta you know it's only one Casey but I can help you out 
Um, but yeah, thank thank you one for being vulnerable because it does take a lot. But being a mom, you gonna have so much strength that it's not even that single mom word that's gonna come hit you. It's gonna be like super mom that's gonna hit you, like yeah, yeah. real deal. Like why we are superheroes, you gonna turn into one mm-hmm. if you're not already one. And, and, and to be honest, Mariah, I feel like you really have a tribe and you have a great like uh, group of friends around you. Mm-hmm. So, and I really see, I really think you're going to do very well because I can really say you got a tribe of great people around you. Thank so you. it might seem scary right now, but I, I really think you've got this. Yeah. I just been in panic mode lately. Like, oh my God, when I get bigger, what am I going to do? Who's going <laughs> to help me? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm like, yeah, but yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, but that's all I got. Um, Casey, well, Mariah, did you have any more questions? Listen, I probably will, but I'll probably just reach out (laughs) (laughs) because you know, you just look at stuff and then as you go, you're like, man, I didn't didn't ask that. I should have asked that. Yeah, oh, I did. Can you talk a little bit more about? Oh, that was the question that I did have. I wanted to talk, dive in a little bit more about the at home births and the water births and kind of like what those journeys look like. But also, I wanted to know how can a doula be supportive um, with women who don't necessarily know if they want to go the natural route or if they mm. just know for sure like i i know mm-hmm. i want pain management i know i want epidural i know mm-hmm. i want to be in the hospital um mm-hmm. how how can it do to support women who just are just totally fearful of natural mm-hmm. birth and just know that no i believe in medication and i want it <laughs> yeah so so it all goes off based off of what the client wants we're only there to educate you on those so let's mm-hmm. say if i have a client and i'm like and they're like hey i strictly want the epidural but i want to stay at home as long as possible perfect so guess mm-hmm. what i'm going to educate you on guess what i'm going to teach you on mm-hmm. i'm going to teach you on the different stages of labor and what that early stage looks like Uh, what it looks like for you to stay at home as long as possible and then saying, hey, this is when most time you may say, hey, I'm ready to transfer to the hospital because I'm ready for my epidural. But guess what? What if we don't make it in time? Then that's Mm. what this looks like. This is what a natural birth may look like. And then in order to have that or you'll be experiencing, it is, okay, now we got to breathe. So this is what Mm. we're going to focus on. These are different different, um, laboring positions that we might go to. Because mm-hmm. guess what? It might be a point of time where we might not make it at all. Mm-hmm. Car babies, house babies that wasn't even planning a home birth. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically the difference. So you do get options to have a home birth, a birthing center birth, which depends on what state you're in, as well as, of course, the hospital birth. Mm-hmm. Now, I prepare my clients for everything. Mm-hmm. So if you're planning a, house, a home birth, then we talk about what it means to have that. So that most likely means that you need to hire a midwife. You need to have your medical support there. So you have your home birth midwife and then you have your doula for your physical, um, physical, emotional support. And then you have whatever birth team you want. So your mom, your partner, your best friend, your auntie, whoever there, that's, that's going to be their support team. And then if you're having a birthing center birth, a birthing center birth is basically between a home and a hospital. So it's like a beautiful little uh, small, it depends on what kind of center you have. But here in Atlanta, we have like four different birthing rooms, but it looks like a beautiful room. And the bathroom is huge. It has a huge shower. It has a bathroom. And then it also has a big um, bed as well as a pool. 
So you have a same like you're in your own house. You have mm-hmm. different places that you can labor in. Um, and then, of course, if you did want that water birth, then, hey, you have the, the option to have it. If you want to labor in the shower, if you want to labor on the bed and bathroom, whatever, you have that option. But your medical team is also there for you to come in and out. Um, and then, of course, with the hospital, we already we already kind of basically know what a hospital birth Mm-hmm. You're monitoring 24-7. You're getting monitored 24-7. Mm-hmm. You got people coming in and out. You're hearing mm-hmm. the beeping noise. It's, it's different. No hate on hospital birth. I'm just not a fan. I just seen too much. And that's why I'm getting into the role of a home birth uh, midwife. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, did I answer? Did I answer that? Question? You did. You did. You okay. made something more clear to me. So now I need to be looking up birthing centers and like yes. that because that sounds like perfect for me. Like the the, mm-hmm. the happy medium between the yeah. two. Because I mm-hmm. will say I know that natural birth is something that I'm terrified to do. Uh, <laughs> Listen, <I am> terrified. <laughs> Like I, I ain't gonna lie. Like I, I blend my spirituality with the Western medicine. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. give me that medicine in a minute. Mm-hmm. But, but I will say, and I, and I tell it to a lot yeah. of my clients because I do not like for people to relate birth to pain, and that's mm-hmm. what you're doing. You shouldn't be terrified of it. Now I'm gonna be honest with you. I haven't <laughs> been to an orgasmic birth yet. Yeah, I have not. I have not had a client that was like, oh, you know, having had her whole <laughs> orgasm doing her birth. But I have been at so many births. So many births that is peaceful, it's mm. quiet, it's, 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 it's just, it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. So that's why I like to say, like, you know, those movies, or even sometimes people that go and they're like, oh my God, they were spewing at the top of the lungs. That may not be you. If you know how to understand what your body is going through, if you yeah. know the stages, if you know the process, you're going to know how to handle it. Because I know most people say, it's just mental. It is. It really is. But... The reason why we have Western medicine is for a person. So don't doubt it. If you really yeah. get it, then go get it. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. in the birthing centers, you don't get no epidural. Yeah, see, and, and but you know what? The happy medium for me would be with the birthing centers versus the hospital is, I know the hospital is, they're going to force me to have to be on my back and give birth. No, Whereas they won't, they won't no, they force won't. you? Okay. No, because this is your birth, not the hospital. So okay. this is where advocacy comes in. Now, mm. if there was something medically necessary that they say, hey, baby heart rate is dropping when you're mm-hmm. up. Baby heart rate is dropping when you're to the left. Mm. Baby is doing great when you're on your back. Then, hey, we need to stay on our back. Right. See, and that's why I was going to say with the birthing center, like it's like right now, I'm like, ooh, I could just envision myself on my knees or something in the shower because that's my I find so much zen just in the shower, Water. sitting down mm-hmm. or something. You know, like I love love that. Like I could be in the most pain and I'll sit in the floor of a shower and let the shower fall on me. Well, hydrotherapy I, yeah. is going to be your best friend. Yeah, you, you see, need to focus mm-hmm. more on probably having a water birth or mm-hmm. labor hour at the bathtub like that's going to be your go-to okay and I think with my GYN I don't think that they um they give you that option so I would have to find a whole nother yes you do yeah okay Mm -hmm. and and, and you want to do that early you want to you want to start finding these things out really early Mm -hmm. because the the earlier you get the the birth team that you're trying to build so you know that you have everything and also even with the birthing center birth if you needed to transfer because they don't have the medication or the tools that they have to yeah. transfer you to that to that hospital and you're right there no, most okay. most birthing centers are right up the street or mm-hmm. or sometimes even connected to the hospital okay all right well do you know um is that something that an eap could could show you or tell you talk to you about what resources you have like through your insurance or whatever for things like mm-hmm. that 
Yes. So it does depend on. So of course I'm here in Georgia, and it just mm-hmm. depends on what type of insurance you have. Mm-hmm. If one, they would cover um your midwife, or if they cover the birthing center birth, or you know even even doula. So you yeah. that's something that you do just have to reach out to your insurance company to see. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. That's so informative today. See, look, we got options. Yes. And then, so, <laughs> yes. With the, so with the pill encapsulation, can you give us yeah. just a little bit more benefits of what of what that does? And I promise that's it. No, no, you're good. <laughs> so yeah, so placenta. Is, so look, this is shorter than the consultation I'd be having with some clients. So <laughs> um. So with placenta encapsulation, the benefits. Um. One, most people always say, and I think I said this previously, but it does not cure postpartum depression but after having a baby the lack of sleep the low energy um the stress and it could be stress from not having your breast milk come in um the stress of maybe having a traumatic birth or you know it could be anything that lowers what you have going on so the pills give you those energy your placenta has so many hormones nutrients and oxygen in it that that's what helps to support so once your placenta is out, your hormones are all over the place. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we replenish it by putting them back into your body. But the hormones help. So there's a hormone called lactitis. Lactitis is going to help support the, your, your, your nursing. So that is why most people say, hey, you know, the first time I had my baby, it took a long time or I didn't produce enough milk. Mm-hmm. Then you have that, that hormone, the pill that you're taking, it most likely definitely going to help support that. Or... Um, dealing with postpartum bleeding um, it helps the, the healing process of your womb because remember after you had your baby your placenta detached you have mm-hmm. a womb right there that's open so mm-hmm. these pills help you to heal that um, same for your elasticity for your skin it starts to tighten up so it is meant for you to go back to your pre-pregnancy um, body because it's, it's healing it's, it's all the hormones that are made for you to heal that's in there so you're awesome. replenishing all of that mm-hmm. um but yeah, so it helps with breastfeeding. It helps with um, higher energy, um, postpartum hair loss. Ooh, and that's a real thing because I was like, I didn't have no edges after my baby. What was going on? Yeah, so my that sister is lost her real. Yes, I was looking at my pictures holding my baby like, y'all, why y'all ain't tell me that I wasn't swooping nothing? <laughs> Let me get my no wigs baby together hair. right now. Okay. <laughs> um, so postpartum hair loss. So I have two main clients, actually my my uh, postpartum clients now, and like if I can't make it to a postpartum visit, they're like, "Up, oh, let me pop my happy pill because now I got to deal with my kids all by myself." So <laughs> it is definitely a happy pill that a lot of my clients say. Mm, okay, yeah. and how much? How many do you normally get from uh, placenta? Or does it range from different? Are placentas different sizes? Yes, they actually do range, but it takes it's, it's normally make about ninety to one hundred and twenty. Okay. Um, but it does wow. depend on how big or or thin your placenta is. Okay. Um, it could be the age of the placenta. Like, if you go preterm, is it post? Mm. Is, it, is it postterm? Um, but yeah, it just depends. And then the amount that you would take, you didn't uh, ask this, but the amount that you would take really ranges on your support of your breast milk. So okay. if you are having bottles at the bottles, baby nursing, baby fine, then you probably won't have to take that many. Um, because once again, it will help your milk production. So we wouldn't want you to get engorged and have an over milk supply that will cause you to be engorged and be hurt. Awesome. So. Okay. I, well, Chelsea, you mentioned that you have uh, you had a breast reduction as well. I had one. In I, was, mm-hmm. I, I was just going to get to that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I had one in 2011 and that's one of my fears is I really want to breastfeed. So I'm working on, mm-hmm. I'm working on getting off of all my medication now. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, let me not say all. Oh, I've been off of all. I'm only on one now. So I'm trying to get off my last medication. Uh, but that's going to take a process to get off of because I want to breastfeed. But then mm-hmm. I'm also thinking like, oh, my God, am I going to be able to breastfeed? Because I, they yes. haven't totally. Like, let me tell you, my areola was huge before my breast mm-hmm. reduction. And now it's really itty bitty. And I'm like, mm-hmm. can I still breastfeed? Will it still yeah. be effective? So I'm kind of mm. nervous about that. I'm nervous so about that actually- too. This is a great topic because I actually had, I think, my baby's probably like six or seven weeks. I, I And I'm not 100% sure this is my first client that had a breast reduction, but I want to say yes because I learned so much from her. Mm-hmm. So um, she did end up telling me that she had a breast reduction, but she's like, I really want to, I really want to nurse. So after the baby is born, your doula normally stays postpartum and I always help with the first latch. So mm-hmm. I make sure that baby latch is on. We got a good latch, you know, doing that. So with her, we were like wanting to really make sure. And I remember the nurse like pulled me to the side and you were like, she was like, you know, she had a breast reduction. And I looked at that white lady like, uh, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, what does that mean? And now my client is pumping and nursing. Okay. Like, 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 like nothing, nothing, mm-hmm. is, nothing is wrong now. But it does go based off of the type of surgery that she did have. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times, like, even when you're pregnant, like, you may be able to squeeze. And if you get a little colostrum, and some people won't have that until after the baby. But mm-hmm. those are good signs. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Most of the times, I feel like, even if it was however long ago, like 2011, they normally don't mess with your milk duct. Mm-hmm. So okay. now it's, it's pretty much safe that depending on how old you are, they want to make sure that they save those so that you will be able to nurse later in life so okay. i don't i don't think that it should be a problem but that is where lactation specialists do definitely come in handy so we will be able to support you for nursing okay all right okay i was just going to ask that because i i vividly remember um on my consultation for my breast reduction and they asked me did i want to keep my milk done and at the time i was 28 and i was for sure i didn't want no kids and mm. i told them i didn't care <laughs> and, the, and I don't know if they kept them or not because the lady um, that did my breast reduction not long afterwards she ended up closing her practice here and she's somewhere else in Ohio she's not even in my city anymore mm-hmm. and I looked through my, my uh, medical records and it doesn't look like on the op note that mm-hmm. it states that or anything but I was just like I wonder how that's gonna work but I read something about how, how sometimes milk dust can like generate or something. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. that's what I was wondering. Yeah, I, if it's not in the op note, I mean, people don't be putting everything and mm-hmm. stuff in there anyway. But you might want to go to a specialist just to check to see if that definitely if you're getting to the point where you are trying to, you know, trying to mm-hmm. <laughs> listen. And my next appointment, I'm putting my titty on the table like, hey, right. <laughs> I got like, milk dust. I, I need to know. <laughs> Do you see milk dust? Help me. Help me. <laughs> yes, definitely ask those questions though, because breastfeeding is something really, really big. So, yes, tell your OB or your midwife, like, hey, I have a concern. I did have a breast reduction way back when. What yeah. am I, you know, when am I going to be able to do it? Yeah, okay. Well, that's amazing. Thank you so much. Oh my God, this is so informative. <laughs> I needed all of this. It came literally at the right time. It like, did. it literally came at the right time. Casey, tell them where you can, where they can find you. So I am on all platforms, Labor with Casey, L-A-B-O-R-W-I-T-H-K-A-C-A-C. Um, and that is Facebook, 
is it Twitter? It might not be Twitter, y'all. Don't follow me on Twitter. <laughs> um, and Instagram. Cool, cool, cool. And then we will share all her information in the show notes. It'll be on our uh, group IG page. So we'll make sure we share everything about Casey and her information. It'll be there to find. Absolutely. And thank you so much for your time. Yes. Thank y'all for having me. Okay. When I pull up to Ohio, well, you're going to be pregnant, but I might be there. You never know. Right. You're with Casey. I got you. I got you. Hey. Just, just be there. And yeah. hey, I, I'm owed a trip to Georgia, so you never know. Listen, I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying to plan my baby move. So is my baby move going to look like it's going to be a girl's trip? So I'm trying to figure something out. And I really want to go to Savannah. So, and I know. Oh, let in, me know. Yeah, stopping in Atlanta would be good, too. So. Yes. Stop yes. in Atlanta because I ain't going to Savannah. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I ain't going to Savannah. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I'll just lend you my most humble Ashe. Thank you for just coming and just giving us just life with this episode. Literally. Yes. So, yes, you're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I appreciate, appreciate it big time, y'all. Well, thank right. you guys so much for listening. Until next time. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.